1: Today, I have with me an amazing, already I know, soul sister, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Tara Perry, who, um, among other things, is a hypnotist and uh, practices Chinese traditional medicine. And I'm already feeling massive connections and vibes and amazingness because, like, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, we already started talking about a whole bunch of other things, but, like, okay, so. Um, I started studying body talk three years ago and that employs acupuncture, uh, Chinese traditional medicine, chiropractic, kinesiology, a little Aboriginal Australian energy and consciousness. And I have always been fascinated by Chinese medicine because of the way it explores the body in ways that Western medicine just completely ignores. And one example that I have personally is, um, my kidney meridian. I know it's not hundred percent because some of my teeth hurt and I've looked at the meridians and I'm like, that's not just my teeth. Like I know it's nothing's wrong with my teeth. It's the meridian. And that's something that Western medicine doesn't even have awareness of. And so what drew you into this practice of learning this really complex, amazing practice of medicine?
0: wow that takes me back a few decades <laughs> <laughs> so uh i spent uh I, I, when i graduated from ucla I, I got into the entertainment business of all things and uh i, I read scripts for a living and that was uh, an amazing experience i really glad i have that in my repertoire of of skills um, and then I spent the last two years at one of the leading, um, actually, it was the leading um, talent agency in Hollywood. So um, I was immersed in in all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the most, you know, everybody wanted to be at this company. Um, and it still is immensely powerful today. Um, and, uh, we had lawyers and MBAs from Harvard and Stanford working in the mail room for minimum wage. That's the, the level of competition to get into this place. And, um, I had been there for two years and, um, two of the top guys were wanting me to work for them. And I just felt like I was suffocating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, it was a lot of money, a lot of power. Um, uh, but I, I looked around and I didn't see a lot of happiness, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a, a, an exception here or an exception there, but generally it wasn't a lot of happiness. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a,
0: it was a lot of competition, a lot of backstabbing. Uh, um, and, um, you know, it was a very external life. You were only as good as, you know, how quickly people would return your phone calls and how much money you made and what kind of deals you put together. Yeah. Um, so I, I called my homeopath one day and I asked him, I said, hey, what would I do if I want to do what you do? Because I was really impressed with how he healed people. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: he um, said, well, there's a few licenses you can get to practice medicine. And one of them is acupuncture, one of them is chiropractic, one of them is doctor of osteopathy, and one of them is uh, being an MD. And he says, "In, in my opinion, the way to understand the human body the best is to study acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine. So that's what I went and did. Uh, two weeks that's later, I awesome. was awesome. I was in night classes two weeks later. Then I gave notice a quarter later, and they thought it was nuts because here oh, I was yeah. leaving the the, the mecca <laughs> 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 and uh, and to go to, to go do something which at the time nobody had any clue about because now there's an acupuncturist on every street corner in in Los Angeles, but uh, at the time it was like you're gonna you're gonna go be a witch doctor, you're gonna go be a massage therapist, you know? It's like what are you gonna go do? <laughs> So uh, I went then to China and studied at one of the traditional Chinese medical hospitals there for a year, and that was two years after Tiananmen Square, so it was really, really, really a different world. Yeah. you know, i was in a city with nine million chinese and only about 100 foreigners which was an amazing experience um, yeah. they, and they loved americans because you know we had helped them out during world war ii you're a historian you know that right the the, the flying tigers mm-hmm. so um and they were dying to learn english so they would surround you 10 layers deep just to have a conversation with you because there weren't enough native speakers for the phds in english to learn how to speak um, so it, it really was an incredible, incredible experience. I was on the news several times, you know, they, they went ballistic. If I, if I sang anything, <laughs> I, I could have dropped everything for a year and pretended to be Madonna. I swear I would have had thousands of people, you know, tens, tens, hundreds of thousands of followers. Um, it was a, the road not taken, right? <laughs> um, so, um, Anyway, uh, that's, you know, the sort of the beginning of my um, 23-year acupuncture journey. Um, I had offices in Santa Monica and then Beverly Hills and Belmont Shore. I taught at UCLA. And uh, before COVID, I um, had a patient who was struggling a lot with uh, trauma issues, and she was Raving about this process that she was doing, and when I found out it was based in hypnosis, I said I, I'd like to meet your person, and, and we ended up swapping a session, and and I thought because I had already knew the two top hypnotists in Los Angeles, and and while they were very um, extremely knowledgeable people, they you know were uh, they had benefited many 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 people. This was uh, kind of a next level hypnosis mm-hmm. experience and mm-hmm. it rocked my world um i then trained in that and um since i've also done um hundreds of hours with uh, dr joe dispenza i just got back from my seventh event with him wow. and i love what he's doing in terms of raising heart and brain coherence mm-hmm. um, and measuring what's happening in the physical body as this is going on so you know there's there's proteins that get produced that um are make one in, relatively impervious to you know illness Mm -hmm. um and they're they're identifying what those are and they're quantifying um you know how how much people have to meditate in order to get what kind of physical outcomes and they're measuring microbiome and blood and, and, and they're now looking at tears. (laughs) Um, um, so they're looking at all these different metrics and and showing how these processes, um, improve the human experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, anyway, so I, I discovered I'm quite adept at helping somebody find what's stuck in their subconscious mind and then just going in and rewiring it so um you know this to me this this part between our ears is command central and most of that is subconscious scientists now know that 90 to 95 percent of of our mind is subconscious so by making changes there um i'm seeing crazy dramatic, crazy quick. I mean, just in the last month, let's see, I had a woman a nurse who uh, suffered chronic debilitating daily migraines, and it was extreme suffering for her. Um, 80% of them were gone in the first five weeks. Well, again, we just go back to, you know, where is this? What is it? What, you know, what's, what's the feeling that is dragging this person down? You know, it's typically shame, blame. uh, I'm not enough. I'm overwhelmed. uh, You know, uh, anxiety, stress. There's something there and some story that we've told ourselves about ourselves, the world and other people. It doesn't really matter what happens to us. It's the story we create about it that ends up doing ourselves in, um, It's that loop that just keeps playing and playing and playing and playing, and unless something disconnects that and and rewires something else, and and you have that pathway from where you are to where you want to go, um, you know. Sometimes people, I get people all the time that have been in therapy for, you know, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, forty years. You know, daily panic attacks, PTSD, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, all kinds of stuff, and it's just so thrilling. I feel like I get to let people out of prison for a living. <laughs>
1: mm, I love that. I love that. I feel that when I work, I work primarily with animals. Mm. Um, and so when I do a session with the animal and the animal comes into my consciousness and cause I've already memorized, there's a chart in the body talk system. So I've memorized, I've memorized that like three years ago. It was like, okay, you've, you've learned it. Here you go. Start practicing. I'm like, okay. Okay. So they will guide me through, chart and tell me what they want and I just literally write it down and I can't read my handwriting and then I create a formula for them and then within like 24-48 hours they're like better than they were.
0: I love this because I one of the people I interviewed on my podcast a few months ago was um, a woman who is an animal communicator and I desperately needed her because my cat was having UTI and, and GI issues. And, you know, you take her to a normal vet and they're running tests. They don't find anything. It's traumatic to take her and do all this stuff, not to mention expensive and the waste of time. Right. And, right. you know, it, it you know, it, I, I, I get that there are reasons why you would need that, those things. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people, you know, they're frustrated because it doesn't solve the problem. And, um, right. The animal communicator was really helpful, but um, I'm grateful to know that there's somebody else out there that does wonderful work with with pets. Um, and I'm guessing you do it virtually as well. Yes. Yep. Pictures. I, I I get the
1: like I have a client who sent me. She's got three dogs. She's like, here's this one. Here's the story. Second and third. I don't need anything else. I can really tune into their energy because I I mean, that's when I first started doing body talk. I did something called Body Talk Access. And the dog I practiced was in Ireland, not on Zoom, but on a phone, because the guy couldn't call into Zoom. She holds up the phone, and I look at the dog on phone through Zoom, and the dog goes from bounce, 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 bounce to falling asleep before I'm done tapping in access.
0: I'm like, love it. okay, this- actually, I also interviewed the top uh, uh, animal chiropractor on, on the planet. So uh, he would love to know about you too, I'm. Sure. Because he said, look, um, I, there's some somebody I worked with, you know, gave me instructions from their pet psychic and, and you know, it, it ended up being accurate. <laughs> right. It's, it's just
1: fascinating because I have no idea. I mean, I know the chart and I know I'm an open conduit. But what comes through is unique for each animal and it goes through ancestral stuff. It goes through trauma. Um, there's a thing called body chemistry where I swirl my finger around my mouth and put that in my belly button, my thymus and my left ear. Oh my and God. <laughs> deactivates bacteria, fungus, allergies, and intolerances. I, I, there's one that, uh, that deactivates, um, vaccines if, you know, and it's just like based on their consciousness and what they need. And I'm just literally writing it down and tapping it in.
0: And That's amazing. what percentage of your clients are, uh, uh, animal and what are, what are human? I would say
1: 70%
0: animal, 30% human. Interesting.
1: The animals are easier because it just, they take, <laughs> well, you know, we're human. No, right? That's that's
0: what the animal communicator said. She used to have the ability to read both humans and animals. And she says, I got in trouble when I read humans because humans would say <laughs> one thing and do another. And so she turned that off.
1: No, I get it. I get it because like the humans, we have so many programs and, and you know this firsthand um, because you work with this so much. And the animals, the animals typically take on energy of humans yes an ancestral pattern because like what's happening in consciousness right now is the animals are tired of the codependency and so they're asking to step into their sovereignty more but the humans aren't ready for it yet
0: fascinating oh it's like it's it's i think we have a ton to learn from them they're they're very pure um they're very guileless Mm -hmm. um they are who they are and and i think you know all the scriptures that's written about you know um know thyself mm-hmm. um you know humans humans play a very interesting game of of pretending to be one thing and being another mm-hmm. and, and then then we have all that fear and angst and guilt that gets created from that process rather than just um as uh jamie Lima says you know there's such relief in just being who you are
1: yeah yeah i completely agree with that i and i i've the more I find out the beingness of myself the more relaxed I become live in your dharma mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like what brings me joy in this moment not 20 years ago not in the future in this moment and you know right now I'm just like all the synapses are firing because I'm just so enjoying being with you
0: thank you sweetheart oh. I feel the same <laughs> This this podcasting stuff is so much fun. I I feel like I'm just so blessed with the opportunity to um connect on on these fun magical levels. Yeah, I agree completely because it's
1: just it's just so inspiring for each other, and then because our energy is lifted, we're lifting the energy of anyone who hears us. Absolutely, and that's just joyful because it's a it's a gift we keep sharing with others, and it it's just it's delightful. Let's just (laughs) spread it all around the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what, um, without tapping into any of the uh, various frequencies of 2020, I'll just ask, how did you see your practice shift? Um, And what was coming through from 2020 to 22 that was different from before
0: that? great question. Um and it, I was okay, so covid obviously stopped everything. Um, for me it was the best thing that ever happened because it forced me to really really go internal. Um mm-hmm. and uh and, and and cut out what wasn't serving me and get very very clear about what does serve me and others. Um I just did a very interesting podcast on Dharma. Um and and he um, he's he runs the Kripalu um yoga center which is the busiest yoga center in America um Stephen Cope and he uh um uh he talks about how when you're living your dharma you know it's like it's like the whoop and the wharf of the the fabric that's connected and how there's in in the in the i believe it's the vedic traditions where they talk about that being a gem and that, that gem is an individual human soul and the more genuine we are the more we fulfill that that beingness uh the more we um create the connection for that garment that is, is the whole human race. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very, very beautiful. But, um, so I do feel like I was able to connect more deeply to my purpose, um, and how I can serve people at the highest level, Mm -hmm. um, help them more quickly, more deeply, more permanently. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, it was, it was that force in, in the environment change that, necessitated me doing that. Because I mean when you're running a medical practice, I had, you know, a medical practice and and there was so many laws and restrictions about what you could and couldn't do and how to do it. And um so it it forced me to go virtual and and that was perfect because then all of a sudden I could work with people all over the world.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that so much because it one of the beliefs that humans have, um, that I've seen a lot is, is the ability to connect only in the physical. And what the past three years have shown me is that if I have a heart resonance, which I do with you, it doesn't matter that I'm not physically connected with you because I am on an energetic level and it breaks down the illusion of the physicality is the only way that we can connect
0: uh one of the subject areas that i'm diving deeply into in my podcast uh is uh near-death experiences oh cool and uh i i'm actually living listening to journey of the souls right now um but we have so much to learn from that. Um, so many people who, uh, I just interviewed Eben Alexander, who was arguably more brain dead than anybody ever has become. And, uh, re- he was a brain surgeon and he came back and wrote about it because there was no way from a Newtonian physics point of view, from a, a standard medicine point of view that he could have had the rich, more real than real experience when his brain was mush and offline right um and and so he knew uh, his book is proof of heaven um and uh, there's just and these these are not rare occurrences you know these um people people often would have these occurrences throughout history and and not talk about them because they didn't want people to think they were weird or strange or possessed or whatever um but institutionalized yeah they're they're really common experiences i i mentioned to you before the before we started recording um mark gober i interviewed and he wrote an end to upside down thinking and in that he quantifies all the science behind all these paranormal activities and and they're not paranormal they're they're actually normal normal it's Right, just right, that, right. it's just that we've been living this newtonian physics model which mm-hmm. it's it's outdated it doesn't it doesn't answer all the 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 data that's out there um so he looks at um he his story is that he was a um a summa cum laude graduate from princeton he was captain of the varsity tennis team went to work on wall street uh, was successful by all american standards um and wasn't happy because he was a materialist and so he got interested in podcasts (laughs) and (laughs) and started realizing wait a minute there's incredible science behind these um phenomena that uh can't be explained by Newtonian physics um and when he started quantifying all of it uh it it was reaching p-values that were ridiculously high and you know one in a billion billion that this could be anything other than what it purports to be he looked at Rupert Sheldrake's work with animals um as you're probably familiar with you know he's the one that studied um pets who seemed to know that their owners were coming back before anybody could possibly know that but the pet knew it um Mm -hmm. and he documented it i mean he'd filmed these animals and yes sure enough these dogs would get up and sit by the window even if the owner was coming back at an unpredicted time um yeah over and over and over again so again these were all rigorously done in a scientific model and shown to be you know it's it's one in a million or one in a billion that this could be anything other than what it purports to be and they looked at um, uh, telepathy they looked at precognition they looked at um, uh, um, telekinesis, which is the ability of the mind to move the material, um, they looked at random number generators, they looked at all kinds of things. And uh, the studies that have been done have been done over and over and over again, they've been repeated, they've been proven. And yet the scientific journals shy away from it, because anybody who sticks their neck out and says, well, maybe this stuff is real, they get you know, ostracized, or their, their careers get ruined, or you know, it's risky. Right. so they they tend to take the, the st- standard lanes. But if you read Mark Gruber's book, I mean, it's jaw draw, it's total brain candy if you're interested in this kind of I thing. It. i I, I, I read it. it cover to cover twice wow. um, and took notes and he takes crazy, um, you know, uh, his bibliographies and his citations are through the roof because he's used to doing things um you know, at the Wall Street level for um, beautiful for um, uh, um you know, investment bankers and things mm-hmm. like that. I love
1: that. I like, I, I have two examples that came up in my awareness. One was when my dad died, my mom had the ashes in a closet and his cat every day for like six months. Was it six months? No. Yeah, it was six months. Cause we didn't, we didn't bury them for six months. Sit right in front of the the closet and just mourned. Hmm. every single day because she knew he was there and it freaked my mom out. She was like, how does she know? I'm like, well, because she was energetically like the energy. I mean, yes, his soul is scattered across the universe. I felt that when he died, but like the energy of his body is still there. It's in ashes, but it's still energy. So, you know, it's, it's not just when they can tell when the human's coming back and forth, but when they transition, they still feel the, the essence. And because the other-
0: Go ahead. There's Go a ahead. great cat study that actually made it into a major medical journal. Um it was this cat at a uh, hospice and they noticed that every time somebody was about to pass over mm-hmm. this cat would show up. This was not a friendly cat, but it would always be there right with somebody as they were ready to pass and somebody was coding you know like code blue uh Mm -hmm. and there was all these people around they're like looking around for the cat they're going oh well the cat must have got it wrong this time but the person didn't die until later that day and the cat showed up so um that actually did make it into the medical journal because it had happened so many times and it was statistically impossible that that uh you know it could be anything other than this cat having a sense as to when the person was ready to pass
1: yeah they're very intuitive it's 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 spooky how intuitive animals can be and then the other instance is um it's it's, it's interesting And am one of my friends is a psychic and my grandmother died and we went to the funeral and she sat next to me and held my hand as like support and everybody in the family thought I would, we were a couple but that's another that's a whole other story um so she's holding my hand and i all of a sudden get the awareness that i'm from that perspective and there's like why is she wearing glasses? She's dead. She doesn't need the glasses anymore. And, oh, she really liked that nail polish. Why did they take it off? And I'm like, okay, this is not what any... And then, you know, the minister is like preaching on about blah, 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 blah. And I'm hearing like and oh my god we're so grateful you're back we've been waiting for you oh my gosh, this is we're gonna have the biggest party for you this is so amazing what are these people doing down there i mean it was this fascinating awareness and the funeral gets done and i'm not aware of any part of the funeral because i'm hearing all of this and i'm seeing and oh, wow. experiencing it <laughs> and we get done and my friend Nancy is like i need to go for a walk i'm like why honey she's like i am so tired from channeling this for you and i'm like what, what, what? That's why you were holding my hand. She's like, Yeah, I was told to do that for you so you could see that perspective. And I was like, Wow, I don't know anything.
0: I think mm-hmm. I know stuff, I don't know anything. That's interesting, you should say, because I'm interviewing another person who specializes in shared death experiences. Wow. So apparently um this is another thing that uh, goes on a lot and again people didn't talk about it for a long time but when somebody's passing sometimes uh, multiple people experience that person going on to the next mm-hmm. uh level uh and they have a shared life review um so yeah. there's a lot of 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 shared experience in death not just the person who has the 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 NDE or the one that's passing over so that's really fascinating that you you have that experience
1: Oh yeah, every every family member that's that's transitioned, I felt their transition. Um I don't know why, I'm lucky, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but it's you know, it's 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 that um from a greater perspective, it's just me remembering more of the being that I truly am versus the the being that I was programmed to be. And that, you know, when when we release those those multiple subconscious the subconscious is amazing. You know, we swallow, we get to move, we like, we blink without even thinking about it. We breathe. Like, so there's so many things that the subconscious is amazing. Trillions of activities each and every day. Yep. And then there's the programs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They keep us small. They keep us from remembering who we are. And those are really fun to break free from. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They really are. Like for me, um, I have my, I tell my friends to to please show me when I can't see something like, and it's a pattern that's not serving me, please tell me you're not going to hurt my feelings because I can't see everything and I need your help. And have they been responsive to that? They have been. I have been, I've been blessed with very, very good friends that are like, get them, get the intent. Nobody's ever mean, but sometimes like somebody press, you know, here's a trigger. I'm going to press it without knowing it. And I'll just be <laughs> thank you so much for pressing that button. I got to feel this right now. Thank you so much. And it's, it's beautiful because like, I'm not shutting my feelings down. I'm acknowledging the gift that they just gave me and, and still being present to myself and what I need in the moment. But it kind of freaks some of them out sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good that you gave them permission to to share their feelings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: important. We, you know, we've been taught so long not to feel.
0: Uh, Yeah, Um, like uh, everybody in this uh, change environment says, it doesn't matter what happens to us. It's just the interpretation that we made about ourselves, the world and other people that hurts us. Byron Katie likes to say, everybody's in love with me. Uh, They just might not know it yet.
1: (laughs) I love that.
0: I love that. Because, you know, if, if we're all one,
1: which we are, we're just looking at different facets of ourselves all the time. That's why healing's an inside job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not always pretty, but it's so beautiful to feel the liberation of the heart and the soul when you're not running a program that you picked up ancestrally or karmically or many previous lifetimes, however it came in. It's something that served you for a time, and it was a practice, it was a protection device, but you don't need it
0: anymore. That's the whole trick to what I do. It's like people are opera they're an iPhone fourteen operating on iPhone four technology. And how's that working out for you? right. so the 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 iPhone four technology is not going to want to change until it can see the subconscious can see oh my gosh that's painful it's you know harmful that's that's like holding on to a hot poker then it'll be willing to let it go because otherwise it's just going to default to the familiar that's just the way we are and it's bizarre you know um you know i've had people that i've worked with who uh one one fellow that i worked with uh i did get kind of teary-eyed he was 80 years old and hadn't loved himself ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) and when he finally like cracked that open and was able to see that little boy and give that little boy love i mean i'm just like i because i hear a lot of bad stories and you know people have been through rape and being beaten bloody and you know into unconsciousness and all kinds of terrible things um but that one really choked me up because i'm like gosh (laughs) all these years without loving yourself um but when he was In the process of letting go that old pattern of feeling separate and alienated and and you know the shame the blame whatever the story was for him you know it was like there was that moment where he's like wait a minute that's that's my old friend you know how can i say goodbye to it and you really have to give it permission to go acknowledge it love it thank it and and acknowledge that, you know, you're, you're healthier without it. You're safer without it. You're it's time to let it go. You know, just all those permission things, because again, that brain likes to default to what's familiar Mm -hmm. and that's what trips people up. And that's why they can spend, you know, decades and decades and decades in standard therapy. Um, That's why they can, you know, never solve the problem because it's just you're going to fire and wire that same stuff you've been firing and wiring yesterday the day before and when it's subconscious and and sometimes if it's like you know well i'm 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 anxious frustrated uh um guilty whatever uh and i and i don't even know why right. then that gets that that gets even more confusing so some of those memories get locked in and you know as your oh, yeah. toddler or in the womb even if, if your mother didn't want you For that time because there was financial stress or she just wasn't ready or whatever 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 that gets passed on to the child Mm -hmm. it can get passed on the child i won't say it does every single time no but it can and and like if you have like i remember
1: in my 20s my mom gave me a list of all the potentialities of diseases i could get from nice you know feel good mom and i don't really have a bonfire and light it on fire like glaucoma and and strokes and heart disease but i'm like really yeah you know what i'm thankful that you told me this none of that feels like me none of it but thank you so much for sharing what you think i could possibly get because i'm only half of your genetics and then the other half is dad's and dad doesn't have any of that and so and that's before i even knew about bruce lipton i was gonna say bruce lipton of course (laughs) The and, three amigos, Br- oh, Braden and, yep. and, and Joe Dispenza. Yep. And it's like, okay, mom, I appreciate your consciousness and your awareness, but none of that resonates with me. That just feels like it's a program that you're trying to impose upon me. I didn't have that language then, but that's what it felt like. It's like, oh, no, here, I'm giving this to you. I No, no, thank you. I knew it was like a no, thank you. Get that away from me because it didn't feel right. But, you know, that's like, oh, well, this is the way it's always been that that has never worked for me.
0: I was once in the hospital with, uh, I had Guillain-Barre syndrome. I was paralyzed from the neck down and I had two doctors that, well, not one doctor and one friend who told me exactly what I did want to hear. I manifested the only neurologist in all of Los Angeles who told me exactly what I wanted to hear. That's and great. I clung, I just, I, I, that was, that was all I focused on. And when the doctor at the hospital said, don't expect to get your body completely back, I made a giant delete button in my brain and pressed it with everything I had. And I'm like, that delete <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and i was back to work in three and a half weeks and i took a picture of myself doing a scorpion which is a complex yoga pose as soon as i possibly could and i sent it to wow. the head of neurology there just like hey, hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like just because their knowledge is here doesn't mean that your knowledge is here it means your knowledge can be up here or down here you know, it 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 depends on your willingness
0: to surrender to the unknown. And as we know from quantum physics, there can be multiple ra- realities. I think uh tw- two thirds of physicists now understand that there are the potential for multiple realities. So um I I just interviewed Cynthia Sue Larson who wrote uh, Quantum Jumps and um that's pretty exciting when you and i and i do think joe Dispenza is very much along those lines it's like he, he says don't watch anything you don't want to experience right because if you're if you're in the vibration of something you if you're feeding the vibration of something you don't want to experience um that's not good <laughs> Makes, <sense>. makes <laughs> um sense. And, makes and, sense. and if if you're vibrating at the frequency you do want to be experiencing then you're going to draw that to you
1: Hmm. Hmm. And 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 when you like, uh, I I spoke with somebody recently, and she said, you know, when you worry about someone, and I love this, when you worry about someone, you're actually placing that intention on that person. So, like, you know, let's say your daughter is driving on a snowy night, and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope she's okay. May I don't want her to get in an accident. Well, you just put that into the field of possibilities. Hmm. And I'm like, wow, you're right because it's it's, it's the intention.
0: Instead and of just help. seeing her arrive healthy and then happy and in one piece,
1: right? It's just just, just imagine that she's going to be healthy and safe, and it was a great drive, and they, the snowplow was right in front of her, and there was absolutely no problems. Like that's that's a possibility. I like that possibility much better than any other possibility. So I'm going to focus on that one because if I have that intention. And and you know, it's it's the nuances of energy and how we're learning how to navigate that with our awareness that's that's really shifting
0: consciousness. Yep, navigating with awareness seems to be the name of the game. I would say the biggest tool that I give people is identifying in the subconscious, which is something that they often it comes in a way they don't expect because if it's in the subconscious it's below the consciousness and if they could have solved the problem with their conscious five to ten percent of the brain they would have done it already um uh but then it becomes a a choice to to focus on uh that pathway uh to that higher vibration that's that's more truly in alignment with who their soul and spirit is
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i completely agree because but it's you know it's a process of unlearning
0: all that's that, true i yeah. i in my, in my little uh, digital presentation that i share with people who um who set up a call with me uh, i've got a slide of glenda the good witch and i said i feel like glenda the good witch because i'm i'm honestly just reminding you of what's deep within you already and it's been trying to get out in fact all the symptoms that you're feeling are often because it's this energy is so desperately trying to be heard and seen and it's showing up as migraine headaches or back pain or you know stress or PTSD or you know it's just this energy that so desperately needs to be heard
1: mm-hmm.
0: i know and the body is the conduit for
1: of communication
0: And And what's really cool about that is, though, this thing that you thought you were enemies with that you're trying to suppress, you're trying to get rid of, you're trying to cut out, you're trying to take a drug for, you know, if it turns out to be your best friend that's actually wanting to help you, how cool is that? (laughs) Right. Right. It's like, oh, well, this, this was protecting
1: me. And trying to. Right. I mean, the best it could. I mean, like, if you have something from, from infancy, and it's an energy of protection. Well, that's all your infant knew so thank her thank him for holding on and trying to
0: protect you because they didn't know any better but it's sometimes i see people that have you know been grinding their teeth into nothing and it's just because of an old pattern because that stressed out child what else could that stressed out child do except sit there and grit its teeth
1: right and it's okay i mean there's nothing wrong with it but it doesn't need to it doesn't need to stay
0: It's, that was, outdated. it's
1: outdated. It needs permission to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you're helping people find these programs that really, I mean, given the shifts going on in consciousness, we really need to, like, get rid of all the old programming.
0: Well, and the other thing I love about it is it not only affects that person, but it affects their their families, it affects their kids, it affects their employees, because... Um, if they're operating at a different level, if they're not bringing their stress and their pain to a situation, you know, then other people can be elevated as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. it really makes a difference. It really makes a difference. I I, I will share that um, this afternoon, I'm going to go see some friends from Shafta who are going to meet me in Portland at Jake's Seafood, which I love. It's one of my favorite seafood places. And on one level, we're having an amazing dinner on another level we're like pinpointing a focus of high vibrational light into the center of downtown portland and then we're leaving and the ripple effects of that energy who knows what's going to happen with it but i can feel it i intuitively sense it i was like okay that's it's not an ego. I'm not going, oh, I'm the, most, you know what I mean? But like, because of frequencies and how we show up in the world, we can
0: affect on a ripple level consciousness. Absolutely. And heart math has proved it.
1: Mm-hmm. love heart math,
0: especially, you know, you get, especially you get a large number of people. That's what's really exciting is it doesn't take a majority to shift the energy of the planet.
1: No, it doesn't. Um,
0: actually we did the, uh, the global walk, uh, uh, for uh, it was uh, back in September, and we had 140,000 people all over the world, and it shifted the Schumann resonance. Wow. So There's a measurable shift in the Schumann resonance just by having all these people all over the globe connected at the heart level um, in that high vibration. Super cool.
1: How do you help people shift awareness into living through the heart?
0: well um i think that that's our natural state um and it's removing the filters that got in the way um so um i I over and over and over find that when somebody connects to the um the root origin the cause of of whatever the issue is the the stress the anxiety the pain um and and then rewire it that they they i just have so many people that experience bliss for the first time in their life peace for the first time in their life um, you know, some people, some people say that they just feel like they feel insane amounts of love, like they're walking on clouds. Um, and it's, I, I think that's, you know, that's, and, and anybody that dies um, and goes into the light, uh, they all report the same thing. It's like, it, it's so beautiful there that they don't want to come back. Not in every single case. I mean, sometimes people, uh, there's a loved one or a child or something they want to come back for. But Zach Bush has this wonderful uh, eight minute clip on YouTube, um, where he revives three people in the ER that weekend, because he's an, an amazing doctor. And, you know, you think you're a big hero to bring somebody back, but when they look at you and these three people said, also said, from different, completely different walks of life said, why did you bring me back? Wow, because, because it was blissful and, and they felt more unconditional love and acceptance. So the goal really is, well, how do we experience that here now, rather than wait until we've exhausted, you know, this physical form and, and have to move on. Um, so the, the joy that I experience is, is removing those filters so that somebody can start to live in that, that peaceful, joyful state. Um, and, and typically, you know, within three sessions in the 90 days, um, they, they get a a huge chunk of the way there. I mean, we're, we're, we're works in progress. So, you know, it's, we're layered beings, but there's a, a, a dramatic measurable shift, whether it's, you know, reduction in, in headaches or migraines or, or PTSD or anxiety or, or, or just not feeling uh, good enough about themselves. Um, some people, you know, it's a work situation where they they kind of cower and procrastinate and don't feel okay asking for money for what they do. And then they end up, you know, blissfully happy and, and in their soul connection and, and, and know that it's okay to receive sustenance for, for their hard work and, and what they contribute to other people. Mm. and that's how that's happened many times love that so much i love the work that you do in the world (laughs) truly i i feel so blessed and i i just am grateful that um you know when the the signs came up um you know i was able to to go internal and and listen to them and follow them even though the world was telling me to go a different direction i've had many opportunities where you know there was a lot of money a lot of power a lot of prestige and for some reason i just couldn't say yes Mm -hmm. um so i kind of choose to be beating my own drum and 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 following this path along the way and i don't regret it because um it's led me to this work which um feels very very true and authentic and and i can just see it consistently helping people at a high level i love that so much well you're doing the same thing baby
1: i know i know but like to meet somebody else who's following their (laughs) bliss and to really living in their heart and and doing the i don't want to call it a mission but the assignment of the soul that called you I mean I knew I was going to be a doctor when I was 10 I just didn't know what kind of doctor I was going to be Mm. and so you know allowing myself permission to drop the historian which was a interesting experience I was like it wasn't really fun the last year definitely wasn't fun but like I learned a lot and I'm grateful for the experience that's not who I am it's a journey I took and to be able to do what brings me joy now, which is to help the four leggeds and the feathers and the fins to the best of my abilities. That's what brings me joy. So awesome. yeah, it's, it's pretty magical when you get to that space where you like remove the layers and the layers to, to see who you, uh, I want to not, not, not who you are. I mean, we're divine beings, but what makes you,
0: light up and, and a make- lot of it's just removing what doesn't serve you um, right. the the toxic thoughts the toxic uh environments the toxic uh relationships and just you know just keep evaluating what mm-hmm. feels good what feels right like you said right in this moment what's what's awesome for me mm-hmm. and what's awesome for you will be awesome for the other person because it doesn't feel good to hurt other people right
1: right it is not our innate state of being. We we love to help and we love to share.
0: I mean, if I, I to, if I go to bed at night and somebody that day has texted me, oh my God, my life is so much better, da, 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 da. Um, you know, that's great. I, that that Then I did my job.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I hear an animal is feeling better, I, I'm like, really? I mean, it's not that I doubt myself because I don't, but like the confirmation of like the animal actually feeling measurably better I actually saw a cat a couple of weeks ago. The cat was down and I just got like three or four different things coming through in a formula, tapped it in. And the animal like went from like depressed almost to like better than she was before she got depressed while I'm watching her. I'm like, that's so amazing. It's like, I get this little kid in a candy shop level of joy to see because it's just so amazing that like, I can help somebody like that.
0: That's so often what I say at the end of a session, I just have this big Cheshire grin on my face. And I said, wasn't that fun? (laughs) And and the client is, you know, a a bit exhausted, because they've just shed a bunch of stuff that doesn't serve them anymore. So they're like, you know, it takes them a while to, to process the fun part. But you know, I'm sitting there going, Oh, my God, that was so much fun. And they're feeling lighter, they're feeling better. But, you know, it's like, Wow, that that was a journey. So I usually tell people, look, have a little bit of me time afterwards, because it's gonna, you know, I don't do lots of sessions on people. It's typically three sessions in 90 days. Um, Mm. But, you know, and it's not hard. It's just, you know, going deep to the issue, right? You know, taking a good look at it and rewiring it.
1: I love that. Mm. I want to talk to you for so much longer. (laughs) We'll do it. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to ask you one final question.
0: How can people find you? So if you go to consultterra.com or nashvillehealer.com, it'll take you to my website. Uh, you can click the let's talk button. There's some questions there to answer to just get clarity about what it is you want to shift. We can set up a time to talk for about 30 minutes on Zoom. I do have a little uh, presentation that explains you know, how the subconscious mind works and what people are uh, getting from the experience. And we can just see if you're a good fit. It's totally no pressure. If it's a great fit, great. Um, you know, people usually when they they hear the story, hear the voice, they're like, "Yeah, I want to do it." Uh, you know, so. Um... Uh, and then, uh, yeah. And if your listeners want to go on there and just uh, shoot me a message and 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 you know say I heard about you on the podcast, would you send me your unzip meditation? They can um, they can get that. Just say you know Sophia sent me. Uh, I want the unzip meditation, and then, and you can. It's just a short way to go into this relaxed state, unzip from all the um, illusory uh, experiences of being a 3D being, and just you know experience being not that for a little bit and Mm, uh, and relax (sighs) thank you my dear Oh, one other thing. I do have a podcast. It's called next level healing. Awesome. <laughs> there, there's my, there's my little logo in the background awesome. and I'm, I'm interviewing some crazy cool people. You know, awesome. Like I said, Eben Alexander, um, I'm doing a lot on near-death experiences right now because these, these experiences are so rich. They have so much to teach us. I'm doing a lot on quantum physics right now. Mark Gober is over the moon. Amazing. I can't wait to share that interview with you, Sophia. And uh, I'm available on every podcast platform.
1: Awesome. Thank you so, so much, my
0: dear. I am so tickled that I get to know you. Me too. And I can't wait to have another conversation in the future. Same here, love. Can you help me redefine Truth and preservation of our soul shine I can feel it yours and mine Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones you will know Trust and let go Let it flow.